0: Hello, everybody. Um, this week, I wanted to offer a bonus podcast. Your assignment this week takes us back to much earlier in this course, and that's about developing your goals, objectives, strategies, and tactics, or as some may say, your Ghost, G O S T, and that's how I'll be referring to them throughout the rest of this bonus episode. Given the title of this course, I feel it's probably good for us to circle back a bit. So, to review, Goals are general desired accomplishments, while objectives provide specific quantitative benchmarks that can be used to gauge progress toward the achievement of our marketing goals. Goals are broad, they're attainable, consistent, comprehensive, and have some degree of intangibility. Objectives, on the other hand, are when we start whittling down, we get into the specifics that we can measure. Like goals, Objectives should be attainable, consistent, but also include a time frame and things that can be measured. I'm going to repeat that. They should include a time frame and things that can be measured. Emphasis on the measurement. Strategies and tactics are similar to how our goals and objectives are closely related, in that one offers more specifics on the other. Strategies and tactics are the how while the goals and objectives are the what. Your strategies are a broad description of the actions you're going to take. They're the initiatives that you'll pursue. Tactics, on the other hand, are the specific actions you're going to take. You may remember from one of our first podcasts when I talked about taking a hike that I referred to the ghost elements as a tree, with the trunk as the goals, the limbs as the objectives, the big branches as the strategies, and the smaller branches coming off of them as the tactics. I think the tree is a good metaphor for this because it's important to keep in mind we are not necessarily working our way down a linear path. Oftentimes, our goal may require several objectives, which then can be broken down into multiple strategies and multiple tactics. So let me give an example here, uh, kind of tying this into what you guys are being asked to do uh, for our assignment this week. So let's say I have opened a business a few years back. It's Chris's Vinyl Records Shop. The context is that I have a good vinyl records business. I basically uh, sell vinyl records. I take trade-ins um, on people's old vinyl records and uh, I have a few stores open in a handful of locations in the Northeast near major metropolitan areas. Business is doing pretty well. I have uh, been profitable and I'm, I'm pretty happy, but I'm ready to take things to the next level. I've done a little bit of research and I've decided that online record sales uh, would be a good thing for me to go into. So I hire a marketer and working with this marketer, uh, we've determined that my target market uh, and, and I know I'm kind of going uh, against, or, well, not against, but I know I'm kind of giving a very brief version of my target market here, unlike what I had you do for your last assignment. But at any rate, uh, my target market is baby boomers uh, who are empty nesters and are looking to relive old times to the soundtrack of their youths. Their kids are out of college and they have some disposable income, but they are conscious that retirement is coming up and that they need to save. So with my marketer, I've set a goal for my company to become one of the best-known vinyl record sellers in the Northeast. So we, we get into it. We get to our objective. And the objective is to become one of the top 10 online record outlets in the Northeast within five years. From there, we developed our strategy. Our first strategy would be this, or is this, excuse me we are going to retool a portion of my existing website to become a haven for knowledge of great vinyl records and the best equipment to enjoy them on. From there, we've developed a couple tactics to correspond with this strategy. Uh, My first tactic is I'm going to start a weekly blog about what's going on in the vinyl record collecting world, uh, looking at equipment trends or buying patterns that I'm seeing. And my blog will use keywords that are trending in online searches about vinyl records. My second tactic is that I'm going to start a podcast in which I have guests on to discuss classic and rare records. Uh, It's kind of similar to the podcast uh, The Ongoing History of New Music, uh, which uh, if if you haven't heard of it, you should check it out. It's actually really interesting. But I digress. So my marketer and I, uh, we keep planning and we keep going at it a little bit we develop a second strategy my second strategy is that I'm going to leverage social media to drive customers to my website to make purchases so my first tactic to that end is that I'm going to post on Facebook at least twice a day about products or flash sales on my website and through my research I found that baby boomers uh, when it comes to social media they're generally on Facebook my second tactic is that I'm going to boost these posts using geographics and demographic information about my target market and I can do that pretty easily on Facebook because it does allow for you to uh, target a specific community uh, with you know certain mile radiuses or or radii yeah radii Um, and you can also uh, tailor it to a certain age range and uh, people who have certain likes listed in their profile So I hope this example makes sense. If you need some help or further conversation on this as you develop your own ghosts for your um, assignment this week, please reach out to me. I'll be happy to talk to you or help, help you out in any way that I can. Before I close out here, there are a few final thoughts that I'd like to pass on to you to keep in mind as you work your way towards your degree. When you're developing your ghosts, it is critical that everything ties back to the research that you've done. I will repeat that. It is critical that everything ties back to the research that you've done. You cannot just create your ghosts on a whim with absolutely nothing to back it up. What's even worse is if you just ignore your research and do what you want anyway. One of the things that I've seen is that uh, or one of the things that I see, is that students go into developing their campaigns with preconceived notions about how things are going to be and how things are. They also have their ideas about what they want to do and how they're going to do it. And in my experience, it's honestly about a 50-50 split with what ends up happening. Half of the time, the the ideas students have pan out with minimal deviation from their original plans. But the other half find through things like their research or who they've selected as their target market that their ideas need a drastic overhaul. Most of the time in my experience, I've found those who do need that overhaul don't actually do it. Long story short, your research might not give you the answers that you were hoping for. It might show you something completely opposite of what you thought, and not sync up to your original ghost plans. It's up to you as the marketer to recognize this and adjust accordingly, and I promise you. You will not be successful in trying to bend the data in your favor to support what you thought. On a side note, when you are presenting your final campaign and defending it, the professors on your panel will be looking critically at your research and how it syncs up with your ghosts. If it doesn't, they will call you on it. So just keep that in mind. Uh, so with that, I uh, this will conclude our uh, bonus podcast this week. And uh, like I said, if you need any further conversation on developing your ghosts here, please reach out to me. I am absolutely available to you guys. Thanks.